Homage to the Blessed One, Noble One, the Rightly Self-Awakened One. Homage to the Blessed One, Noble One, the Rightly Self-Awakened One. Homage to the Blessed One, Noble One, the Rightly Self-Awakened One. Welcome to all the monks and novices and blessings to all the laity. On the sixth that has just passed was the commemoration of the day of the Lord Buddha's birth, enlightenment and his entering Parinibbana. And on the last day when the Buddha was about to enter Parinibbana, the monks who were still ordinary, unattained monks, were grieving and had much sorrow that their great teacher, whom they loved and respected deeply, was about to leave them into Parinibbana. But the monks, who were arahants, had the wise dispassion in their minds that sankharas, all conditioned things, have only arising and passing away. Here we can see that in the time when disaster arises, if a person has mindfulness and wisdom, then they will be able to see it as Dhamma. But however it is, Venerable Ananda, he had the attainment of Sotapanna, and he had the right view already that the Sankharas are of the nature to arise and pass away. But he had full and profound love in his heart for the Buddha, because he had built the spiritual qualities to be the Buddha's attendant and to be very close to the Buddha. And he was related to the Buddha and born on the same day. In his heart he had the highest determination to become an Arahant, but he had the duty and responsibility to attend on the Buddha. And he had great wisdom too. If it was us, would we be able to aspire to even one of these? After the Buddha reached enlightenment, for twenty years there was no one monk attending on the Buddha regularly. The monks would perform these duties in rotation and go practice themselves after. There was once one monk who was attending on the Buddha. He was walking after the Buddha and wanted to go off to practice meditation. So he asked to take leave from the Buddha to go practice in the mango grove. The Lord Buddha forbade it twice, but he didn't listen. And on the third time being refused, he still didn't listen. He put down the Buddha's arms bowl and ran away to go to the mango grove to practice meditation. When he went there, a danger arose and he almost died. A group of robbers came and beat him up and he almost didn't survive. After this, there was a meeting of the Sangha and there was an agreement to assign Venerable Ananda to have the responsibility and duty to attend on the Lord Buddha at all times. This was decided because Venerable Ananda was one imbued with mindfulness and wisdom and he had a high level of diligence and patience. And he was also close and related to the Buddha so he would know the wants of the Buddha. Here Venerable Ananda accepted the duty from the Sangha but he didn't accept it immediately. Before he accepted the role he asked for eight allowances from the Buddha. One he should not be given the high-quality robes received by the Buddha. Two, he should not be given the high-quality alms food received by the Buddha. Three, he should not sleep in the dwelling of the Buddha. Four, he should not be asked to go with the Buddha on meal invitations. 
5. The Buddha should consent to going to meal invitations received by him. 6. The Buddha should give him permission for the visitors who came from afar to see the Buddha. 7. He should be allowed to consult the Buddha whenever he had any doubts to clarify. 8. The Buddha should repeat to him the discourses preached in his absence. Venerable Ananda gave the reasons that if the Buddha didn't allow one through four, then there would be people who would criticize Venerable Ananda that he is attending on the Buddha and receiving much requisites and luxuries like this and that his level of practice was not good. And if the points five till seven were not allowed, then people would say, why is Venerable Ananda attending on the Buddha when the Buddha is even unwilling to do these small duties for him? And if the Buddha didn't accept the last point, then if there was someone coming to ask Venerable Ananda about some Dhamma, about where the Buddha gave this teaching, if Venerable Ananda did not know, then they would criticize him that he follows the Buddha everywhere, but why doesn't he even know this? This is why Venerable Ananda asked from the Buddha these eight allowances. So the Buddha allowed these eight to Venerable Ananda. Venerable Ananda was someone skilled and of great mindfulness and wisdom, and he was very loving and loyal to the Buddha. He could gratefully sacrifice his life for the Buddha. For example, when Devadatta tried to assassinate the Buddha by releasing the drunken elephant Nalagiri which was in heat. We know that when an elephant is in heat that it becomes very rampant and violent. It becomes quicker than a forest fire. An elephant in heat has greater strength and speed than a raging forest fire. And this elephant was also made drunk with liquor. Venerable Devadatta released the elephant while the Buddha was going on arms. Venerable Ananda was walking behind the Buddha following. When the elephant Nalagiri was charging at the Buddha, Venerable Ananda went in front of the Buddha with the thought that he would protect the Buddha. The Buddha told Venerable Ananda to evade the elephant, to not protect him. But Venerable Ananda pleaded with the Buddha that the Buddha's life has immense value. The Buddha lives for the benefit of the world. The Buddha is the light of the world. The Buddha is the refuge for the world. May the Buddha avoid this danger at this time. Venerable Ananda said his life was of little worth and please sacrifice something of lesser value to maintain that of higher value, like sacrificing a tile to save the crystal. The Lord Buddha said to Venerable Ananda, Don't say that. The barami that you have made has been built well. There is no one that can kill the Buddha, whether they are an animal, human, dewa, Mara or Brahma. At that time, Nalagiri had got to the Buddha, and the Buddha spread his metta from his heart to contact the deluded and intoxicated heart of the elephant Nalagiri. The large elephant that was intoxicated, raging and in heat, stopped and lowered himself just before the Buddha. The Buddha rubbed his hand on the elephant's head and said to him, Nalagiri, 
You are a beast in this life because of the bad karma you have done in your previous life. Don't do heavy karma like harming a Buddha in the future ever again because you will have great suffering that will last with you forever. The elephant Nalagiri had tears come flowing out and received the Buddha's instructions with stillness. And in some of the texts predicting the future, it says that in a future era, many Buddhas after the era of the Maitreya Buddha, then Nalagiri will become fully enlightened as a Buddha with the name of the Buddha Tissa. Here we see that the Buddha had great love and compassion for even the ferocious, raging, intoxicated Nalagiri the elephant, which was more severe than a forest fire. But he overcame the violence and intoxication of the elephant Nalagiri by his metta, and this made the elephant ease its rage and then feel sad and have tears flowing. Here we can see that the metta and compassion of the Buddha that could flip over the mind of a raging animal to become peaceful. This is really amazing. And Venerable Ananda, on the last day when the Buddha was about to pass away into Parinibbana, he was deeply saddened. He had to hide away from the Buddha and he cried very loudly. It was so loud that the Buddha asked of Venerable Ananda's whereabouts. He got someone to call Venerable Ananda to come to him. Venerable Ananda came to the Buddha and the Buddha gave him some encouragement that he shouldn't be sad. In three months you will attain to becoming an Arahant. You will become free from suffering and sorrow completely. The Buddha's knowing is always correct. It never changes. It is as it is. There is no other way. So for that reason, Venerable Ananda had the encouragement that however it was, in three months he would attain to becoming an Arahant for certain. Venerable Ananda received praise from the Buddha that he was foremost in five qualities that he had all-rounded mindfulness, he had accurate memory, had good diligence, he was of wide learning, he was foremost in monks attending on the Buddha. Even those attendants who had attended on the Buddha before, or even of those in the future, they won't have the skill, the mindfulness, memory, diligence, wide learning, compared to what Venerable Ananda has now. Here, Venerable Ananda, after receiving the prediction, put forth effort to practice fully. Because three months after the Buddha passed away into Parinibbana, Venerable Mahakasapa had organized a meeting of 500 Arahants in order to hold the first Buddhist council. And Venerable Ananda was given the duty to expound the suttas and the Abhidhamma. But as Venerable Ananda was still a Sotapanna, and with the first council meeting of just pure arahants. So Venerable Ananda was fully putting forth effort because he was planning to attain before the meeting begun. And the night before the council meeting, he had still not attained, and he became tired, so was going to rest for a short while. As he was going to lie down on his bed, at the time when his feet were just off the ground, 
and his head about to touch the pillow because he wanted to rest, so he relaxed a bit that he shouldn't practice overly hard. Then he attained to becoming an arahant. Attaining quickly doesn't mean that one has high wisdom. For example, Venerable Sariputta, who attained to arahantship slower than Venerable Mahamogalana. But Venerable Sariputta was the foremost in mindfulness and wisdom. And as for Venerable Ananda, he attained to arahantship slower than others because his spiritual faculties and insight were not completely mature yet to attain to becoming an arahant. Another thing is that it is normal for the Buddha's attendant that they have the tendencies so that they can be in that position as the Buddha's attendant. They have to remember all the suttas, all the teachings of the Buddha, every single one of them. So for us, we need to be determined to build our parami, our spiritual qualities. Even in this life, we may not have much noble virtues, but we need to have diligence, determination, have patient endurance, have kindness and compassion, and practice following the teachings of the Buddha. We give this offering of our Dhamma practice fully. We do so according to our full ability before our body breaks up. May we recollect the Buddha, Dhamma and Sangha and especially on this day, may we recollect Venerable Ananda, one who had great mindfulness and wisdom and who is of wide learning. He is knowledgeable, has read a lot, listened a lot. He has built great parami in order to come and to be the Buddha's attendant. We are able to learn the various suttas because Venerable Ananda had memorized them all. We bow, respect and puja Venerable Ananda Tera, one who had sacrificed everything and willing to attain to becoming the last Arahant because his mind had great love for the Buddha. May we all be determined in developing the mind. May you attain success in this life, in all your work and duties and in your Dharma practice. May you all have good health May you grow in blessings.